Christ is risen. Alleluia. Welcome to the worship podcast from the Sanctuary of Davis Lutheran Church this Easter. I'm Pastor Jeff Irwin with Lama Akmena, our music director and organist. Happy Easter. This is the day we've been longing to celebrate. Probably like the day you will or have gotten your COVID vaccine, the joy, the relief, the promise of a new life and life restored. This is Easter and you have a part in this new beginning. God has carried us this far by faith and now has broken us free. This is our resurrection day. This is our God and we are God's people. So for Easter, what musical selections have you made, Lama? Happy Easter. I was thinking about the most joyful piece I can imagine, so I will play second overture in Solomon. Uh, it's Symphonia, the arrival of the Queen of Sheba uh, by Handel. This piece lives very well out of the oratory. I will also play Arabesque number one by Claude Debussy, and hymns, hymn will be Jesus Christ has risen today. And Jerry will play Lamb of God and will sing that. And uh, Suzanne Caruso will sing the call by uh, Ralph Williams Swoggan. Okay, wonderful. Um, so we're probably going to take a little hiatus after Easter uh, to take a break. So, But we will be back. Um, enjoy the podcast and happy Easter, everyone. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you all. Let us pray. O God, we no longer look for Jesus among the dead, for he is alive and has become the Lord of life. Increase in us the risen life we share with Christ, and help us grow as your people toward the fullness of eternal life with you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The reading today is found in Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, 
a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lord, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Word of God, word of life. Gospel for this Easter Sunday is the Gospel according to Mark, the 16th chapter. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed, for you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He's been raised. He's not here. Look, there's the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. 
So they went out and they fled the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the gospel of our Lord. Christ is risen. Alleluia. The women that morning had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? They were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, and they were having a conversation about this intractable problem they would have when they would arrive at the tomb. They were on their way early in the morning to anoint Jesus's body, which had been placed in the tomb owned by Joseph of Arimathea after Jesus had been crucified. There'd been no time to do the customary burial anointings because of the start of the Sabbath, the evening of his death. So they went early in the morning after the Sabbath. They knew the three of them together would not be strong enough for sure to to move the stone, to get access to the tomb and to Jesus's body. They could hope that there could be someone out early, possibly, they, like they were, who could help. Maybe some men, perhaps out early, could and would help them push it or roll it or do whatever it took to move the stone that sealed the tomb. I suppose they could send someone back for help. Maybe, maybe the disciples would be up and maybe they could help. As grieving persons often do, they quickly got frustrated by their poor planning and why they didn't, ha- why they didn't even think about this obstacle sooner before they gathered up the spices and the oils, before they set out that morning to walk all that way to the place where they had seen, where they had laid his body. But now it was more of a bother to go back than to press on, so they decided to rely on the chance that they could find someone to help who would be close by. Living in the shadow of death, grief, and sadness, and the shock of what had happened, the three, on their way to lovingly anoint the body of Jesus, hadn't until then even considered that they would need help. A week ago they had come to the city to celebrate the Passover, and now a week later they were on their way to the tomb, Still, the morning had a sort of routine to it, the sun rising to a bright and beautiful day. Storekeepers were preparing for the day, bakers early to work, animals grazing in the fields as farmers brought them water and feed. The day moved on, and those who had followed Jesus believed in him, trusted him, worked with him, were beginning to imagine that the time of Jesus was over now, and now the final acts of devotion would finish and complete their time together. But the monumental task remained. What to do about moving the stone? The three realized that morning they'd not be able to complete the ritual of his burial unless they found someone to move it for them. They arrived at the tomb. Before any help could be found... And when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. Cautiously, they entered the tomb, and in the tomb was a young man. And this young man was dressed in a white robe, and he was sitting on the right side. And maybe he was the one who rolled the stone away, they thought for themselves. And, but just one man couldn't do that. It was too heavy. It was too large. 
But where was Jesus? The young man spoke to them. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He's not here. You can see plainly for yourself the place where they laid him. He's not there. He's going ahead of you. Go and tell his disciples and tell Peter that he is going to Galilee, and there you will see him. And then the women left. They just left. No questions, no disbelief, no wandering around looking for a moved body of Jesus. They just left. And they said nothing to anyone. What had started as an early morning conversation on their way to anoint Jesus' body, a conversation about the problem of moving the stone that they couldn't manage, led to no conversation at all with the strange man sitting where Jesus was supposed to be and a stone they couldn't imagine moving was already rolled away. All of this silenced them and all of this made them witnesses to the resurrection who were quiet. But the resurrection is right in front of us. Maybe from our eyes fixed on the problems of the moment, the tasks at hand, we go out into our mornings or, or on our ways to do our duty, our routines, the tasks of our day, and we can't see it. We can't see the resurrection. For this Sunday, it's, it's, it really is no different, for here we are once again. We're, we're staring into the problems that plague and haunt the world with, with no good solutions at hand. We can talk about it incessantly. We are walking again through the valley of the shadow of death, grief and fear all around us. Our enemies waiting to hiding to, to take us out. This is our every morning preloaded with frustration and disappointment alongside of us the whole day, every day. Resurrection is right in front of us and we cannot see a Jesus who's already left for Galilee. We're looking for a Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified lying somewhere for us to grieve over and say our goodbyes to. And he has already been raised. He is not here. We can't see that Jesus is raised from the dead because our vision can't imagine it at all. We see the resurrection with our eyes transfixed, looking for the dead, staring at death, haunted by death, consumed and silenced by death. But when God wants us to see something, God will not accept routine or the usual. God is about the unusual. God's grace unfolds right in front of us. God had already been where we kept coming to. God has already done death and moved on. God has raised Jesus and he is alive and with us in a new and spectacular way. St. Paul said to the church in Colossae, Set your eyes on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. The eye set on the ways of the world, the eyes fixed on the powers and the principalities of this world to solve the unsolvable problems we face will not see the risen Jesus. The eye set on earthly things will not imagine that God has changed the world. God's gracious act of love and devotion, of forgiveness and freedom has opened your eyes to a new and glorious vision of, the God, of God's work and God's love in the world. A world aglow with resurrection all around us. 
We've been buried in awful, depressing, tragic events for a long time now. And we've been looking and working for solutions to save lives and to save livelihoods and to save relationships and to save ourselves. And Easter is saying he is already raised. He's not here. See the place where he was? The young man in the tomb is telling us that the right in the midst of the worst that life can be in a tomb, God is moving on to a new life. God is where we can imagine a day full of possibilities for love, for justice, for mercy, for peace, a day full of forgiveness and freedom. Like the women who went to the tomb, by the time I see resurrection, it's already happened. By the time I stop and look around, I'm often speechless as the unbelievably fantastic news just sort of whirls around me. Easter morning happens When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, it had already been rolled back. And no Sunday morning is ever the same with that news. No weekday is ever the same because now there is nothing to see where death used to take hold of my eyes. And now I look up and I see the work of God in places, in places where, well, in places where I might not have ever imagined God to be. God in vaccine lines, God at borders and refugee camps, God in homeless tent cities, in all the places where fear and disillusionment are, where they hang out. God is already there ahead of you. And God has already raised you up and turned your gaze on things that are above, the things you don't understand, the things you can't not figure out, the things you need to leave to God. This is how we live by faith by trusting that he is not here. Look, see the place where he was? He has already been raised. And so we leave those places of tombs and death and grief and medium where he told you he would be. Amen.
alive in the risen Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. Praise to you for your power revealed in the resurrection. Fill your church with the power of your love that is stronger than death. Send us to tell the good news wherever death holds sway. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for your life at work in the resurrection. Fill all of creation with your life. Bring it to blossom and flourish. Use it to remind us of your persistent grace. Cultivate our care for what you have made. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for the peace made possible in the resurrection. Fill the nations with your peace. Draw together people of all nations and languages. Reveal new possibilities and inspire new beginnings. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for the hope of the resurrection. Fill all in need with hope, those who are afraid or confused, those who are sick or suffering, those who are dying, and those who grieve. Assure them of your promises. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for the joy of your resurrection. Fill this assembly with joy as we are called your beloved in baptism. Multiply that joy so we share it at home, at work, and in our community. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Remembering God, you carry us along the way, providing us what we need when we need it. We remember those we have carried with us this week, those on our prayer chain and those we pray for now. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Praise to you for your faithfulness revealed in the resurrection. Fill us with trust that we join with Benedict the African and all who have gone before us in proclaiming, Your mercy endures forever. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. In the promise of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord is with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us, mercy on us, mercy. broke the bonds of sin and of death. Have mercy on us, mercy on us, mercy on us. Lamb of God, you are the way of justice and
Take away the sin of the world Grant us peace Grant us peace Grant us peace Well, thanks again for listening to the Worship Podcast, especially this Easter Sunday. We want to wish each and every one of you a happy Easter uh, celebrate in a way that um, brings life to your day. Um, this is a day uh, where we remember God's great love for the world and how we see it in life everlasting. We're going to be away next week. Uh, no podcast will be produced next week. We're going to take a little break for a week, but we'll be back in two weeks for uh, the continuation of the worship podcast from here from Davis Lutheran Church. Have a wonderful week and a happy Easter.
This podcast has been produced in compliance and under the licenses from CCLI and Augsburg Fortress.